ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Backlot. We are the Backlot Boys. This is episode four, Foreign Park Update. That is right. There's been some huge expansion plans announced for some of the other Disneyland parks throughout the world that uh, very, very excited to look into and see all the details. Am I right, boy? Good. Those things look amazing. Howdy. Yeah, if you're wondering, you're kind of looking at the parks and you're like, man, they're not spending any money on updating these rides or doing this. First of all, you wouldn't say that because there's walls up around everything. But when we start going through Tokyo Disneyland and Seas and Hong Kong and Disney World and all these other Paris, we go to all these other places, you will see where these dollars are going. And it is quite, it's heavy. There are a lot of giant projects. The, the biggest expansion, I think, Disney Seas has ever had. And then like the most expensive too. So there, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're excited to talk to you guys about this today. Yeah, most expensive expansion ever to Disneyland Paris. Also, more than the entire Disney Studio Park that they built. This expansion cost like twice or even three times the amount that that park cost to build. Yeah, well, the Disney Studios Park, to be fair, when they built that thing, I mean, how, what, a couple thousand <laughs> bucks? Like, you walked around that place, you'd see, you know, it's not. Just a little stroll, on. and you're, you've seen everything there is to see. Maybe, yeah, maybe you get a little Armageddon. Well, people, oh my God, don't, yeah, Jesus Louise. But, you know, <laughs> Threw me off a little bit with the Armageddon thing because I'm always clowning about that. But, uh, you know, people used to say, and I can't remember which park this was. I think this was actually with regards to Hollywood Studios at Disney World, that it was a half-day park. Mm -hmm. And that same thing could be said about California Adventure. Uh, the one at Paris is like, oh, you're over there an hour, hour and a half. However long it takes you to wait for Ratatouille and maybe the where you're that little RC car from Toys going up and, uh, Toy Story going up and down. Otherwise, there's no reason to be over there. But or they have signs. Pretty amazing plans so far announced for that, yes, which are sir. really, really cool. Lots of Frozen. That's going to be a theme that you'll see throughout these uh, different things we'll talk about. Um, but I just want to point out, sorry about the lack of podcast recently. That's 100% my fault. I've been sick and then my computer broke, but we're rolling again once again here. And uh, we're super excited to start making our podcast again and even standalone videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got a lot of different ideas. These standalone videos will be fun. They'll be a lot shorter. Um, they might be kind of uh, like spinoffs a little bit of some of the topics we talk about on here or completely different things, too. So that'll be fun and, uh, and definitely be watching for those. We'll make announcements as they're coming, coming about. But, uh, yeah, we've, we've got a lot of things going. And thank you so much for your patience. We do apologize for the lull. We had some stuff going on. Uh, Scar tried to put all the weight on himself. It's uh, a little bit of both of us. But we're back in the game. We're ready to go. But let's now jump into the Kingdom Cable and see what kind of news has been around the kingdoms. Okay, Scar, so about three main issues going on in the news, kind of uh, the, sort of the hotter issues, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, one of those is, of course, the Disney versus Comcast, uh, Bob Iger versus Brian Roberts duel uh, for Fox. Um, we've got some staff changes that uh, took place over on the production side over at the Animation Studios and, uh, and at Pixar, and some labor issues taking place in Anna. Uh, where do you want to start that? Uh, let's start with the biggie, the big one, the all big right, cheese, right. the $70 so, billion. Dollars. Uh, those of you, I'm sure many listeners, uh, because you guys are stoked about Disney, you may also be shareholders. So you've gotten these packets in the mail, you've got the emails, and you've got all this stuff going on um, surrounding this, uh, you know, Disney's buying, uh, potential buying of Fox. Um, so the ball is currently in Comcast's court, as Disney put up the bid at $71.3 billion, which is a cash and stock option to Fox shareholders, uh, which is good because it gives them the option, um, whereas uh, Comcast gave a cash-only offer at around $65 billion. 
So with the ball in the court of Comcast, I don't know that they will counter. I think they should, um, but I don't know that that'll happen. Um, I don't necessarily, I'm not saying that I want Comcast to, you know, swoop in there, but they have that opportunity and, and, you know, that, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world um, to just kind of, uh, I don't know, you know, I'm not really sure about that. I think, uh, first of all, I don't like Comcast at all. Um, but also I don't know that this is the best does? move for Disney. I just, somebody does. Roberts, Brian Roberts found, you know, started the thing. Yeah, um, proud of but him. you know, I think, think about Bob Iger and Brian Roberts. I'm going to go off track here a little bit, but, uh, I've been wondering who would win in an arm wrestling match. <laughs> Is there an opinion uh, from the scar side of things? What do you think would happen here? I'm looking at two pictures of these guys. I'm going to sure. give it to. I'm going to give the Bob. Bob looks a little bit more. Looks a little healthier. A little more color Let in the face. Let me throw something know? in here, and not that this matters. Bob yeah. Iger has one prosthetic knee. Oh yeah. So maybe you know that means he's a, that. he's out there. He's working. He's exercising. That's why he needed a new knee. Work one out. Iger. Iger. For those of you guys who who don't know this, is a very avid uh, fitness guy. Iger gets up, from what I understand, at around 4, 4.15 in the morning to crank out this workout. And what he does is uh, he gets on a thing called a Versa Climber. And it's, uh, you know, you put your feet on these little pedal things. It's a simple machine. Feet on these little pedal things, your hands up on these other little things that look like handlebars for like maybe a bike. And it simulates a climbing motion. It's a brutal cardio machine. And after Iger talked about doing this machine with uh, Variety or somebody else, some other interview, uh, LeBron James and uh, this other guy from the Clippers started doing it. And they even like texted him a, a video or snapped him a video of them doing that exercise saying that this is like absolutely exhausting. Mm. Iger does it. Iger does it every day for this amount of time. So at first I wasn't sure because Iger's like, Iger's about seven years older than Roberts, but in terms of, and that doesn't mean anything. Um, so anyway, I was thinking, I, I think Iger could probably take him. He's uh, you know, he, he looks like uh, staunch and ready for action. Yeah. And I mean, it's Comcast. <sighs> Yeah, Comcast, forget it. You know, like, so I don't know. I'm, on, I'm on Iger's side, even though, you know, sometimes I question some decisions, but I, I like Iger. I like him. He's good. He's important. We, 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 you got to question that stuff, you know? Yes. Sometimes, the, the, you know, where the thought is coming from on this can be very confusing. And we, I think we always have to remember there's a lot of stuff we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of stuff we do. And uh, it's the responsibility of you and the shareholders and everybody, really, to, you know, be a little bit of a watchdog on some of this stuff. Um, so, you know, I guess the, the only thing really left to say about this merger, there's a lot to say about it, but there's also not a lot to say. Um, you know, the SEC, what's in front of them right now is the antitrust agreement, which is pending. Um, you know, uh, the USJD and the SEC have to go over this. Um, Disney's concession or their promise to the SEC right now is that they, if, they, if they're acquired, if they're to acquire Fox, which, and th- this is going to get approved. There's no, I, there's no way that it won't. Um, if, uh, if, if Disney gets this, they would agree to sell off the uh, FSN assets. That's like all the different Fox sport, net, sport, uh, sport networks. They're mm-hmm. kind of all over the place. They're regional, you know, these yeah. regional sports networks. And so that's actually their, the majority of Fox's revenue um, is coming from these. So they sell that off. And hey, maybe, hey, Comcast, Constellation Prize, take this. Disney really shouldn't have those because of some conflicts of interest, and that's really what is allowing them to get past this antitrust stuff. Um, but there's also been talk, Bezos. Bezos is like a shark kind of hanging out in the water. Maybe he swoops in Wild and he card. adds these to the, you know, his, their sports networks because, uh, you know, uh, Amazon is like a, a budding broadcast portfolio that's really been picking up in the last couple of years. I don't think people would be that surprised to see uh, Bezos come in, come in from... You know, coming for the kill. 
Yeah, Amazon Prime, the video portion of it uh, has been kind of flat lately, but they're adding a whole bunch of new stuff. They have the Lord of the Rings thing coming maybe next year. That's going to be the most most expensive TV show ever produced. And then they've got, is it Jack Ryan with the guy from The Office? Jim, Jim Helper. Um, So yeah, yeah, they're, they're ramping that up quite a bit because it had been really like dull lately. I mean, whatever happened to Man in the High Castle? Good show, important show, gone. But apparently it's yeah. coming back like next year now. A lot of shows. I feel like Amazon kind of, yeah, I, I, but I think a lot of this was in, in, in the, you know, they, they were planning on some of these other big moves and they just simply, you know, tactically, tac- tactfully, it didn't make sense. They just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that, that, I thought that was kind of interesting. I wouldn't be against, you know, seeing, uh, seeing Amazon, uh, shoot for some of those, uh, I don't want to say like, you know, the stuff that falls on the floor, but, um, cause you know, the networks are, are huge and I don't know about the Simpsons either. There's been talk about, you know, doing some funny things with that. Um, we talked about this on the phone, but like, I still, I think it's crazy that if Disney bought Fox and didn't sell off the Simpsons, uh, facet of, of this whole thing, how does that play in with universal studios and having this like giant chunk of their park? you know, dedicated to the Simpsons. They've got the ride and all these other little store fronts and stuff like that. What do they do about that? I don't know. They might have the theme park rights, like Harry Potter's theme park's rights are to Universal. The movie rights are Warner Brothers. Right. Like J.K. Okay. Rowling sold okay. those things off like piece by piece. So maybe they own the Simpsons theme park rights, similar to how Universal owns the theme park rights to Marvel on the East Coast. Like everything past like the Mississippi. Oh, yeah. But it's very confusing because it even gets a little bit deeper. They own the rights to adventure characters. That's why they can get away with the Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot right now. Because originally Guardians of the Galaxy did not or they weren't in the universe that uh, um, the Avengers were in. I think See, I don't know a ton about Marvel, but I think that's how it was explained to me. Um, and then another That's thing, I didn't really know that either. Another thing would be, I mean, I was thinking, what if they, what if Disney and Comcast, you know, they get together, they might not like each other. I mean, Comcast sure. guy lost his, his arm wrestling contest, but they kind of, you know, yeah. sit down, um, and they say, okay, you can add the Simpsons, you know, we'll slide that over to you. And we yeah. want the Marvel rights for Disney world because it is very strange You know, they spent Oof. all this money and now they can't really build them in Disney world. I mean, I'm not the hugest Marvel fan in the world. I'd prefer them to at least not be in the Disney parks, but that's not going to happen. Or at least maybe have them yeah. in a separate park. Because I think it would have been awesome in Disneyland if they had a third park where that's where they put Star Wars and they could put, you know, maybe some Avatar. They could throw in the Marvel. It would be an awesome park in the end. And then they could yeah. keep, you know, Disney just kind of the way it has always been, the successful way it's been and not kind of infuse these other things but you know they I mean, like disney's ip land or something they could call it you know yeah, just, all the intellectual go. property goes in one, outside well pixar i don't really consider that that but all that other stuff goes in there yeah, yeah perfect you know, there you go funny little things that's yeah, that's, IP land. that's okay, all i wanted in my life it's it's called it's actually going to be it'll be ip and ap land so it's annual pass holders are over there ips over there you go over there if you want to like <laughs> you're subjecting yourself to the jungle if you go in there but uh you know People are on their laptops, they're doing their homework at the park and all kinds of nonsense. So yeah, this deal with Fox is $65 billion. Uh, well, right now, 71.3. Oh, so okay. Comcast, back Comcast has 65 posted as cash only. Uh, Disney has the cash plus stock at 71.3. So right now, as of Friday, uh, 71.3. That's more than I thought. 
mm-hmm. that could have gone a lot of other places. Oh my gosh, can you even imagine? And that's I, uh, there's the B, right? Billion, seventy-one point three billion dollars. That's Fox? ah, you know, no, it's not like amount great. Of money. Is there enough assets to warrant that? Like, I mean, I know they're going to get Mrs. Doubtfire. It's an important movie. I think it, it really comes it? down to Miss Doubtfire. You know, hello. When she has all that stuff on her face, I th- remember when she's in the bathroom. Oh my gosh! But um, I think <laughs> a classic Robin Williams. Um, but yeah, no, I, I guess that's it. I guess it's the Miss Doubtfire. It's hard to believe that they're that they're. I people need to check this value. You know, like uh, that seems so wacky to me. I know that the sports networks are bringing in the cash, and obviously the Simpsons. But uh, Simpsons, ah, I don't know. I like the Simpsons. It's funny, but. How long can that go on? Like, what are the shows about? Have you watched it lately? Or no, nah, I've I've always meant to ever watch Sein- or not Seinfeld, but uh, Simpsons. But I never really got into it. I'm sure it's good. I just never got into. I liked it, it as a kid. No, it's yeah. great. I'm sure it's good too. But anyway, I'm not going to knock the Simpsons here. But so no. that's what's going on. You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what goes on here again. Uh, so really, you've got Bob Iger. You know, Ithaca College. Uh, you know, he does the climbing machine. <laughs> and then you have Brian Roberts with Comcast, and Brian played squash. Um, as a younger man, I think, uh, I don't know when he stopped playing. Maybe he didn't, maybe he's still at it, but, um, squash, uh, you know, it is a hard game. Um, and it's, uh, it's very fast paced for a brief amount of time, but Iger, uh, it does all that cardio, you know, he's got the endurance sticks it out. So I, I yeah. think Disney comes out on, if Disney wants Fox, they'll get Fox. Yeah. The sec will approve this. It will go through. And if Comcast for some weird reason came in at like 75 and, and Fox was just like, all right, we'll take it. The amount of the amount of hoops that they would have to jump through with the SEC, they would just get. I mean, I'm just a, they would just get bombarded. It would it wouldn't even be funny. It would take so long that it would give Disney another chance to counter, 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 counter. And Disney's going to get it if they want it. They'll get it. I think that's that's my opinion on that. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what what's in it for Disney. I guess you know they would finally re- get all of the rights for Marvel. They'd get you know the mutants. You know. Um, John Luke Picard and those fellas. Um, they oh, get, yeah. That's um, right. Avatar. You're a Star Trek guy. You're a Star Trek guy. Fox owns the rights to Star Trek? No, no, but John Luke was Picard, Paramount. you know, he was on there. So I, I saw you bringing him over oh, from, yeah. uh, from some of that stuff. So I yeah. forgot Xavier, whatever his name was from yeah, X-Men. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, it To me, it feels like they could probably, I don't know, invest that into talent to create original content, but not in charge over here but that's okay you know he does his yeah. thing our girl i like him he's important like i said but uh yeah what else is going on um so you know we did want to talk about the staff changes so uh in the on the production side i'm sure there's staff changes everywhere um but uh, and i'm going to be brief with this because there, there's you know some uh, there's a lot that needs to be said and, and also not very much um john lasseter uh top dog since 2006 over at Pixar um, and involved with Disney far, far, far before that. Um, net worth, $120 million. Uh, it's a rough estimate. And that's, that doesn't include any of his, uh, you know, the, the last family uh, winery or any of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But so he's going to be leaving Pixar at the end of the year. Um, don't know if he's going to have any kind of consulting role. I don't think so. I think he's out of there at the end of the year. Um, so the chief creative officer for the Walt Disney Animation Studios, I should say this too, Lasseter was in charge of both the animation studios and Pixar. And um, he had a role in the parks. He was the chief yep. creative advisor to the parks. Also merchandise, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we can, if, if Lasseter had a business card, it would need to be like an 8 by 11 piece of paper 
the guy had so many titles and did so much over there that this is going to be tricky. But, um, and that's, the, that's not even the right word, but, uh, so, um, as Lassiter, uh, you know, uh, puts an egg in his shoe and beats it, um, the Walt Disney Animation Studios is going to be COO'd by Jennifer Lee, who has been with Disney since 2011. Um, she wrote Frozen, and she co-wrote Wreck-It Ralph. Mm-hmm. Can't remember who her uh, who her uh, compatriot on that was, but um, and then so she'll be doing that. Um, you know, she has the thing that I liked about Lee is, and I don't I, I don't know too much about her, but the fact that they were putting somebody with a solid creative background into that role. That's because good. I was worried. You can't just throw somebody in retail that. in there, like a, a Cynthia Harris or a Pressler type person. Not there's anything wrong with those these people, but we talked about there that. Is. But um, there is. But uh, you can't. That that's just that that would be a, a bad a bad position. So I'm glad they brought her in there. You know, she's been with the company you know seven eight years. That's okay. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and so uh, so Jenny goes into that spot. And then you've got Pete Doctor. Um, been with uh, been with like has he been with Pixar since ninety? Um, I do believe he he was brought in for Toy Story because John yeah, Lasseter would have been the first artist brought into Pixar. That's when Ed Campbell, you know, this job, Steve Jobs brought him in. Um, yeah. So I think I think and he came in as an intern. I think also. Yeah. Doctor Doctor came in on the man he mailroom style guy uh, since yeah 1990. I think he's been there. So he will also take that same title that Jenny has over at Animation Studios. He's going to be the chief creative officer over there. Um, you guys know Pete Doctor as uh, you know he uh, he was the director of Up, um, Inside Out, and many other many Monsters. other things. But but those ones was he the was he the straight up director for Monsters? I think so. Okay, all of them. The, the uh, no, not the movie, not not the not the college University? version. Yeah, not that. Okay, one. that was a good one. But um, anyway, uh, yeah. So so you got Doctor in that role. You got Jennifer over here. We'll see what happens. You know, like huge they, Disneyland fan. Yeah, that guy. Also, mm-hmm. you know, good guy, important guy. He lived mm-hmm. um, very close to us. He has a treehouse, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, he used a lot of his own personal. Uh, we think he used a lot of his own personal experiences as a as a young man and an adolescent, maybe a little older than that too. Um, in the movie Inside Out, there's been a lot of allusions to that and things like this. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. Cool guy. I, I, I'd love to meet him. I think that would be fun. Yeah, he seems like um, a good guy. I don't know the other person very well, uh, but I've been following yeah. what's his name for a very long time. So I'm excited about mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, humble, you know, fairly humble, not I say humble, but fairly normal background. His mom's a choir teacher in Minnesota, all this kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's Pete. Uh, good guy, important guy. Um, Jennifer, good girl, important girl. I, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I think this will be fun. It'll be fun to see how that goes. Um, hopefully in the a good parks way. are going to miss have a huge oh, void not having that because especially with cars land back in the day when they mm-hmm. wanted to like to cut the budgets laster had so much power to override those budget cuts that yeah. that person that had that power is gone to kind of oversee a lot of those things which is which is definitely sad that we don't have yeah. that kind of power that creative mind that's like keeping some of these accountants at bay it's a shame there's some great quotes back in the day from those cars land meetings yeah anything off the top of your head can you remember any of these i remember one um this guy wanted to cut the budget and lassiter told him if you do that you're going to stand out in the exit and tell people why that ride stunk (laughs) or something like that (laughs) uh that'd be pretty funny classic 
Well, so, you know, I mean, you know, and I think uh, we're not going to get into the, you know, the outsting. The reason Lester left, everybody knows there was like, you know, some inappropriate behavior that was kind of uh, uh, mentioned about him, brought up. Um, and I'm not discrediting any of that. You know, what he was doing, that's, somebody's not comfortable, they're not comfortable. That's all there is to it. So it's unfortunate that we're losing him. Um, but, you know, more on the last passionate guy uh, about diabetes research. You know, maybe what he'll do, maybe Lasseter will liven up some of those, uh, those PSAs on diabetes. You know, <laughs> liven those up a little bit, do something like that. That'd be great. Um, and he's got the last there? winery. I mean, check, please. You know, he's got a lot of stuff going on. He'll be all right. He's not, um, he, he's going to do stuff, other stuff based on his yeah. statement. So I don't yeah. see him. He's just... not, uh, he's not going to fold up on a, uh, from a creative standpoint, not in the least. I, we'll, we'll no. see him. We'll see him. Um, okay. You know, and so that's what we're going to see with some staff changes. Um, and then those, most of those don't go into effect until, uh, until early 2019, but that's, that's not that far away. You know, we had the solstice a few days ago. It's, uh, you know, we're in the middle of summer now. Um, Summer's over. It's already back. getting less, um, less days, less time. Yeah, I don't day. know. They've been doing the back to school ads. I've seen these online. Um, I, I apologize. Any kids listening to that's the worst. Um, so labor issues. So we've got some labor issues. Uh, this doesn't really apply to too many other, uh, parks, but it could depending on what happens here. Basically, if you guys haven't heard, you probably have, um, there was a, uh, in the city of Anaheim um, had a workers rally. Uh, there are hundreds of Disney employees at this thing. And uh, basically what they're doing is they're pushing for a, uh, a municipal ballot initiative that um, if you are getting city, county, state, federal government subsidies, any of these levels of government, um, you know, subsidiary funding, uh, you will have to pay a minimum uh, a minimum hourly wage of $15, state of California. Um, depending on what happens in November in California with this, if this, first of all, it gets on the ballot and then they push this thing through. If this, if this goes down, um, I know that the Anaheim, um, a couple of big wigs in Anaheim are against it, but, but we'll see what happens. Um, many other areas around the country um, could follow suit. So I'm not going to put my own opinion into this too much. I just wanted to kind of give you guys the facts. But uh, so I'm going to leave it at that. But that's something that could happen. Um, it, it just kind of depends on how this goes. There's lots of different unions getting involved. Um, they're really trying to like merge this all together. Because if you think about it, you know, the cast members in Anaheim, you know, you've, you've got a lot of different trades all being represented there. Mm -hmm. So there's also a lot of different unions that are representing these trades and getting these people to get along and get together and chat. It's, uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. So, but who's leading the show? Hi. I'm Bernie Sanders. Believe it or not, I'm still alive. And I think Disney cast members are making peanuts. He's uh, not happy with how much, uh, how, much, how much money these guys are making. Um, Scar, how did Sanders even get aware of this? I feel like you had some background. I can't remember. He was aware of it because he's also an actor at Universal. He plays Doc Martin. He runs around there. He's got the goggles on from Back to Future 2. Oh, you're saying Doc Brown. Doc Martin is a pair of shoes. Oh no! Yeah, Doc. Yeah, the Doc from yeah. Back to the Future, and he, you know, he, he's trying. Uh, to, all right, I was trying to make doc. a joke. It may have failed. No, I get it. Good. I see no, how it is. Classic. It was classic. <sighs> but he does look uh, like him, you know, kind of disheveled. Yeah, um, fella. You guys have heard this joke, I think, and uh, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of nice things about Bernie Sanders, but you guys have heard this joke where during the campaign somebody tweeted or there was a meme. There were a lot of memes going on about this, and I'm going to butcher the language, but basically what they said was they're like, you know. Bernie Sanders is like that mad scientist, or not mad scientist, but that scientist in all those disaster movies 
that has the right answers or he's got the cure, like the way to solve this problem or to stop these aliens. But because his hair is so messy and he keeps dropping his papers all over the ground, nobody takes him serious. <laughs> so this is Bernie Sanders. This is a, I, maybe this is what happened with the election. I like, who knows? I don't know that, but, um, but so that, that's, his, that's his outlook. Basically, Disneyland uh, or Walt Disney Company, $9 billion in profits. And he generalizes. All of these statements are super general, as Disney does, everybody does. So $9, $9 billion in profits. Um, and he's saying, well, you, you have all this money. You can't raise their hourly wage. You've got 30-year-old 30, 30 employees um, starving, living below the poverty line, um, specifically in Anaheim, but probably other places too. And, uh, you know, and then you, you're, you're uh, divvying out of, of, from that $9 billion, $400 million to the joint CEOs across their, uh, across their assets. So each one of their little divisions, factions, and stuff around the, uh, you know, their holdings, holding company is giving $400 million to CEOs. Who's worth that much? You know? Yeah, that's a good question. They better be uh, making some pretty good churros. So when it comes to that, I think cast members, you know, they they, they need some more money. They yeah, shoot them some more cash. Of course. Uh, of another course. thing they do need, and this is something a cast member told me, is that when people complain about cast members and say, oh, they're not uh, very professional in terms of like workforce, you know, like, uh, you know, being like, you know, good at doing their job in terms of customer service. And it's like, well, why is that? when they told me that there's not a lot of training for customer-facing relations. It's mainly like, hey, how do you lift the box? This is the right way. And a little bit of like traditions on, you know, the company, the history and stuff. And then they just like get you in your, your spot. They teach you the basics of the job and that's it. Um, they need to go Sorry. back. They need to pay more and they need to go back to how they used to teach cast members. You know, add all those skills on how to deal with people, especially these days with how crowded it is. Tempers are running. You know, you got to be oh, at your best. Man. People are hot. Yeah, you're right. And so, so what are you saying? Like they come in here and they get like the, you know, probably like some sexual harassment training and then they get the OSHA thing about lifting mm -hmm. the boxes and that's about it. That's about it. They get a little bit of traditions. This is what I was explained by a cast member. And he says that a lot right. of the cast members that are, you know, that are really great, which there are tons of them. That's sure. mainly stuff that they just, you know, they want to work at Disney. That's, that's they're passionate. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, local managers also play a big role in that. You know, they might. Okay provide you know extra guidance and stuff like that but overall cast members aren't trained like they used to be because it's just like kind of get them in get them out type of deal um but that's changing based on the unemployment rate how low it is and how disney's starting to have less and less applicants um back when during the recession was going on there was gigantic wait lists trying to get into the parks because there was always an ample amount of jobs that's um, interesting but even uh, you know I, I did read a statement that uh uh, one of the guys at the Chamber of Commerce in Anaheim had brought up was that uh, in Orange County, Disney is still the most sought after company to work for. Mm -hmm. So throughout, you know, the job boards and all this kind of saw these resources, that's where the majority of people in Orange County, like that, 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 that's still receiving the biggest, uh, you know, more, the most people are being sucked into that or trying to, trying to make that happen. So it's still a lot of people want to work there. Yeah. And uh, I know that the commerce guy talked about it. Um, of course, Bernie Sanders main opponent on this is the, uh, the spokesperson, uh, vice president of communication, uh, Disney, uh, Susie Brown. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she, uh, basically said, you know, Sanders, uh, he criticizes Disney really just to stay in the headlines, which oh, I thought was pretty funny. Got Classic. him. Just, yeah, she stabbed, <laughs> she went for it. Busted. That's pretty she funny. Him. She's been around and, a while. Uh, I recognize her name like through quite a few years, right? 
Yeah, I think she's been there 10 years. Okay. She's been there at least like about 10 years. I think I want to say she maybe 08 or something she starts and started back then. And um, so, but her response to this, of course, was besides, you know, dogging on uh, Sanders is that she said that, you know, Disney provides extra support to the cast members by way of investments and education. But, and I'm just going to, this is devil's advocate from them. And these are investments in education that are kind of expensed by Disney. Um, what am I going to invest if I'm not making any money? Yeah. Hate to say it, but so, and I'm sure it's a stock option or something like that. They always do that, all the things. Um, but the education side too, where you're telling me that they're not getting trained, then like, what is this education on top? Like education for, is this like, like the Disney, it's not the Disney college program. Like, what do they educate them on? I don't know. I don't know That's that a that good is. question. They always talk about that big investments in education. But if you're familiar with how some of these things work, it's very difficult to sign up for them. I think of my brother yeah. maybe in the Navy, how some of those GI bills are, are tough to deal with and stuff. So when I hear that, it's just kind of like, ah, you know, it's a thing, get, you know, throw them a couple yeah. extra bucks. That, that just seems like the right thing to do. I yeah, mean, most people would just rather have a little extra money right now. They want the, they'll take Linda courses. They'll figure, they'll figure, they'll take it at a local college. They'll figure it out a different way. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, I, I, I think cast members deserve to make more money. But mm-hmm. I mean, clearly the people are still signing up to work at the company. And yeah, so it's it's Disney just doesn't really it see it necessary. To, uh, if you're not, you know, if you're not willing, there's always going to be somebody willing to do that job. If you're not going to do it, you're going to sit in here and you're going to whine about it with your union. Then uh, uh, keep doing that while somebody else takes your job. Yeah, it kind of seems that like that's how that's it is. Part. That's the reality of, of how this how this could go down. You know, uh, Sanders is doing his thing and, you know, that's I'm it's good to have representation. I'm glad that, you know, people have a have a voice. Um, that being said, the people for Bernie have any like listeners and, and actually if any of you guys have any details on what that education that Disney does provide uh, their cast members, the option to to receive this, um, you know, additional training or education. Let us know. Throw it in the comments or something like that or give us a link or whatever, because I'd, I'd love to know what it is. Just I can't imagine what it is. So, um, you know, so she puts this statement out there and then there's a there's a Twitter handle and it, it's, it's basically Bernie Sanders biggest um, kind of uh, non or unofficial support group. It's called People and then the number four Bernie. That's their uh, that's their Twitter handle. And they, they go into this thing and they go, we should shame Disney. And I, I'm sure shame was in all caps. And, and I was like, okay, good luck, guys. I mean, you have 378 likes on that. And I just found, just goofing around on Twitter, a photo of an apple slice with a hair on it. And that had 60,000 comments. So an apple with a hair on it, 60,000 comments. You're, uh, you're uh, bashing on Disney, 378 likes, tops. Ooh, Maybe some of busted. us will be retracted by the end of the weekend. You know, like, so it's just, I'm not trying to, again, not putting my own things into this. I just, I like to, I like to goof on anything. So, uh, mm-hmm. so that's the deal right now with the labor issues. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll throw in some updates as, as that goes. Um, it really, that's going to, it's going to just be kind of like not even really ebbing and flowing. It's just going to kind of cruise along until November. If this is on the ballot, this gets passed, then obviously things will change. But in the meantime, there won't be probably, I can't imagine there'll be too many updates on this this subject matter between now and then Bernie will lose a bunch of papers and they'll put somebody else into that role that, you know, can tie their tie all the way up to the top. It'll be yeah, easier. Maybe we'll get them a comb, but yeah, sure. I, I think cast, I think Disney can, you know, give some more money to the cast members, cast members yeah. make more money, the happier they are, the more likely they are, they're going to have good experience with the guests. Guests are going to be super happy. They're going to be like, man, I met the super awesome cast members. And instead of, you know, being real stressed about, 
you know, where you're going to eat and all that business and stuff like that. Yeah. They, they should be able to make it. happens like money. it used to. It, it, I don't know that it happens as much, but some of our beloved, uh, you know, Disney animators, Imagineers, um, executives came from roles as, uh, you know, they're sweeping up popcorn or they're doing this and they're doing that and they're crowd control. Like there's cast members. It's not just like, a, I, hearing the words minimum wage and cast member that has always confused me or bothered me a little bit because that's a special job. It's a very, uh, to me anyway, to us, you know, Disney you know, fans, that's a very important job that like, uh, it, oh, man, those guys, so much influence on people's vacations and their lives and thing. And so, um, they, I, uh, seeing some of the cast members occasionally taking this lightly, um, is disappointing, but there's so many great ones out there. Just exceptional, and uh, you got to treat treat those guys well because eventually they could have some say in how that place is run, and then we're going to be on here complaining about more stuff. So yeah, know. so the the cast members or Disney has always hired a lot of people from within the the company. Like Disney is a different company; it's not like Target or Walmart or anything like that. Disney's like a special company. It's always sad when they try to make it more and more like any other corporate organization. Disney's always been different from the others from the start of it. Like Walt coming in there being a disruptor within Hollywood and they've always done things differently. And the more they try to be more and more like Target or Walmart or any of these other corporations, it's just like, oh. yeah, like you're a unique company. That's that's how you were founded. That's how you've been successful. You got to keep doing that. And don't be hip. Sorry, that's, I had to interject that. Whenever Disney <laughs> wants to be hip and with the times, they fail. Just yeah. be yourself. All right, they I'm really done. do. I, when, when they changed the logo for the Disney Channel like a couple years, a few years ago, that, that was just, I, I mean, that's a different separate issue. But yeah, from a design perspective, and it, it was, uh, that was awful. That was just awful. The masses agree. I don't know what they were thinking. But, <laughs> so those are the headlines. We're talking about Disney and Comcast going after Fox. Uh, Bob Iger, Brian Roberts, the arm wrestling match. Uh, weigh in. Let us know. What do you think? Who's going to win this match? Again, squash, it's a respectable sport to a certain degree. They were, why do they have, wear those weird clothes? But then you got Bob Iger climbing on the Versa climber all the time. Uh, LeBron James is learning from him. Um, my, my other man from the Clippers learned from them. Um, so I think Disney takes it if they want it. Uh, you know, Lasseter's out. Uh, Jennifer Lee and Pete Doctor are in. And uh, Bernie Sanders still can't find a comb. Well, that was a lot of updates in terms of Disney. A lot of news lately, but I think it's time to jump into the main topic today, and that is international parks and all the super cool things coming to them. I'm so excited about these. We've got to someday make it, especially to Tokyo. I agree, and I, I heard somebody commenting on this. There was This was on a message board on uh, it was one of the Disney travel blogs or something, and uh, somebody brought up the point where they said, hey, you know, you guys are, because a lot of people, a lot of people in the States, um, are, have their obsessions generally revolve around, you know, the California parks and the Florida parks. Um, it's cool to be able to say parks about both of them. That's neat. Um, so the California parks, the Florida parks. Um, but they, they just kind of like dismiss the, the foreign parks. And the guy goes, well, hey, think about it like this. Save your money. Um, maybe skip one Disneyland trip this year, maybe next year, a couple, however much you think you need to do this, and skip a Florida trip. Now you have the cash in this bucket. You go to Tokyo. Now... Scar, for you, it's a little tougher with the breathing and all this kind of stuff. So that, that concept doesn't apply to everybody. Obviously, it's, it's circumstantial for each yeah. person. But it is a good point. You know, we do spend, like, I know I spend way too much money on cheese. If I had my cheese budget and dialed it way, way, way back, maybe just cut it out for a little bit. I'm not mm -hmm. going to do that. But let's say I did. Like, I, I could put a, put a decent amount away, 
for some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. There are things that are going on at these foreign parks. We have to, you and I, we, we need to get out there, but there's things that are going on out there that are unbelievable right now, not to mention what's on its way. So why don't you, you know, uh, I think we're going to start with Tokyo, but I, I'd dive in. I'd dive right in if I were you. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, people uh, domestically don't quite understand how truly immersive and amazing Tokyo Disneyland is. Tokyo Disneyland is run a lot like Disneyland was maybe in the 80s and 70s in terms of the quality and stuff like that. Um, just the attention to detail to things is just absolutely astounding. Now, the Tokyo Disney Resort is not run by Disney. It is licensed by Disney. So the Oriental Land Company, who owns the... The Oriental Land Company is crushing it. Yeah. In terms of customer support, uh, customer, in terms of guest support, they're just, they're, they're handling it. They're, they're, as they say, TCOB, they don't say that. We say that. Taking care of business. They're, they're doing a great job there. Yeah. These people are, are just so good at what they do. Um, so in Tokyo, like I said, it's not run by Disney, but it's licensed from Disney. Um, their attendance is a little bit lower and these parks are packed. Like they're just packed to the gills. So they need to expand and to make more room, you know, attract more people into the parks because surprisingly the attendance is a little bit low, but it's still quite high in terms. But the first thing we're going to talk about is Tokyo Disneyland. Now, researching this, these plans have changed a few times. Originally, they were going to build a frozen land over at Tokyo Disney Seas, which we'll speak about in a moment. They've canceled those plans and they were going to relocate Small World at one point, And then there was a whole thing. Um, now what they're going to do is they're going to make a Beauty and the Beast land with a full wow. beast castle with an attraction inside a trackless ride. So think of something like a Mystic Manor or... Winnie the Pooh Honey Hunt or something along those lines. I'm not sure if their Monsters, Inc. is trackless. Maybe somebody could correct us if it is. I don't know if it is or not, but it's going to be a trackless attraction, so that's going to be so cool. It's going to have Bell's Village, so, you know, for all your Bell needs, you know, you got the you got the Gaston's Tavern, you got some shops and things along those lines, and then okay. it's going to have a Beast's Theater, so this, like, really cool forest-themed theater um, for, you know, for like different plays and that kind of stuff. Not a huge, not so big into that myself. Um, yeah. and then Toontown's going to get an expansion. I don't know exactly what this is. Details were vague. Minnie's Design Studio. I don't know. What okay. That is. What's going on in there? What is Minnie's Design Studio? I, I, cause I, I, I saw that as a bullet point, but I wasn't really sure what that was. So as far as I can tell, looking at the concept art, maybe it's like the Bibbidi Bobbidi Book. Bibbidi, oh man, I goofed that up. Bibbidi Bobbidi Book Boutique. There Maybe it, it could be. I'm not 100 okay. percent sure on that account, but that, that makes is sense. that makes sense. Yeah. And then there's this little kind of like no man's land kind of chunk of land that they're going to fill in with a Baymax ride. So Baymax, of course, is from Big Hero six, seven, six, five, I think six, six. six. There we go. And six it, it be six. <laughs> he's like a big, you know, fluffy fella. You know, he blows yeah. up medical guy. Good fella. Uh, they're using the same system that Maynard's Junkyard Jamboree uses. So it's the thing you sit down into, some kind of like a little carriage in the back, and then there's a device on the front that kind of swings you all around. It's the same thing they're using in Disney World for the green um, alien guys. So that is for Tokyo. So that's their expansion. Um, this whole thing will be done in around 2020. Construction's already underway. They got the cranes, the fences. Um, the fences apparently are super popular for uh, like selfies and things there. But uh, everything is popular for selfies there. So, <laughs> like, you, and that's not a dig. It's just that's a that's, that's yeah. No, they they like um, it. it's important. 
So Beauty and the Beast, the movie came out as part of like the animation renaissance. It was all kind mm-hmm. of in that area. Um, do you think, and do you think they're going to have a roaming character? Remember that guy in Beauty and the Beast? This is the only character in there that I always, I always think of. And I do this to a lot of people to see if they know what I'm talking about. And he comes to the door where Belle is and he has super long fingers and he either has them folded or he has them like tapping each other. You know how people do that. And he goes, he's like, we've come to collect your father. You know, creepy guys like kind of looks like a mortician. Obviously he runs an asylum or a representative of some kind, but I thought, what do you think? Maybe this guy is out as roaming character. If he's not, and they're doing like um, they do. Do they do the Halloween thing there? Do they do the Mickey's not so scary thing there? Um, it's actually scary. Like they go full out. Oh, not it as much scary. as Hong Kong. Hong Kong goes full on scary, almost as close to Universal or uh, Knott's Berry Farm does. Ooh, um, but no, at Tokyo, they get real crazy. I think it's a little bit more like, you know, silly. I think it's a little more okay. silly. Sure. So not as scary like, say, Paris does a little more scary. That's right. Tokyo Paris. is a little more silly business. Yeah. Okay, it definitely. Yeah, I get a silly vibe from Tokyo. So, but um, but I, maybe they do the Halloween thing. If we ever went, maybe we go around Halloween. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be that character. I'm going to dress up like him. <laughs> the you know, guests at Tokyo, weight. they love like, to dress up. I could up. have some prosthetic fingers or something, longer fingers. That guy, I just he's, he's in my mind all the time. I don't, I don't know who did the voice or anything like that, but whoever drew him, uh, the lasting impression. Yeah, that this place looks really cool. It's something that I want to bring back to like domestically is that when we have a Disney World like Belle's experience, you know, you kind of go from room to room, you kind of play act a little bit. And so is it kind of like is it kind of like all the stuff that are in like the Hogwarts things at Universal or not? Um, well, Belle's experience or whatever it's called at Disney World is something like you go through there, you meet Belle, like you hold, you, you might wear like a, like a little like hat and you play out a scene or something. I was always oh, okay. hoping that that would well, be a ride like they're getting at Tokyo. And I was like, man, like if that was an actual attraction, like a dark ride that's trackless, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. But, you know, I guess little kids might enjoy, you know, meeting Belle and stuff, which is important, but... It, this yeah. this is this attraction looks absolutely insane. Um, so the next thing Tokyo is doing in their Tokyo Disney Seas Park, and if you have not experienced or seen this in any way, highly encourage you to look on YouTube, look up some videos. The Lost Island area is just absolutely insane. So they're going to be building three new lands in a new port. The port is themed to fantasy. So there's going to be kind of a river that flows through there and it's going to lead you to fantasy. And within that, you're going to find a frozen land, a tangled land and a neverland. Now, with the neverland, how is that going to is that going to exactly the same or a little different than Neverland Ranch? I'm just trying to how does that differ? I think I think they're going to be about pretty, pretty much the same. But I just wanted to double check. Yeah, you'd you'd hope that they might be a little different, you know? Yeah, just a few things, you know, just uh, a couple of things that maybe make people feel a little more comfortable. Yeah, maybe a little bit better theming. There were a lot of spinner rides back then. I know there was some farm animals. Farm animals and some zoo animals there, too. Yeah, kind of roaming. I feel like a free roam. Free roam for all the the barnyard characters. There was a lot of, he had like a full zoo there. Oh, no, yeah, the exotic animals. And it's not just like the Bengal tiger on leash it was a whole lot of stuff was going on in there yeah crazy neat neat things anyway also they're building a hotel now this is going to be their most luxurious hotel they already have a really nice one the casa mesa or something it's called this is an in-park hotel too isn't it in-park hotel themed to fantasy to me it looks similar to the architecture that they've used in the past for different buildings for 
Little Mermaid. I'm but trying to say okay. So it just says Disney Fantasy. The details are super sketchy in terms of okay. that. There's 475 rooms. They're deluxe to luxury. Um, they're supposed to be the nicest uh, rooms in the area. Um, this entire thing, Tokyo Disney Seas, this area, this is all a $2.2 billion project, 250 Ooh. billion yen. Oh, wow. Um, this will be completed in 2022, so a little ways out there. But if you dive into the details for each of these lands, let's start with Frozen. Frozen, this is going to have a restaurant. It's going to have that restaurant inside the castle. And there's going to be a boat ride that is going to be like the main you know, attraction for that land. So maybe something similar to what they've done at Epcot because they had the frozen ride there, but I, I would suspect yeah. that it'll be much more grand oh, in terms of, course. of that. Just knowing their, you know, their track record and what they've done in the past. Like I, I can't imagine that it will on, I, I can't imagine it will be a duplicate or a mirror of uh, what's that Epcot. It's guaranteed to be better. Yeah. Plus and, Epcot, was, Epcot was held to kind of some constraints in terms of that show building and, and what they were replacing. So it's, it's, a, it's unlikely that it will be that level. It's gotta be way over the top. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next thing, they're building a Tangled Forest. So they'll hmm. have the tower from Tangled, which is a really like cool, beautiful structure. And then you it'll be surrounded the by mountains. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, we'll, we'll try to put some links and things like that. Maybe it'll be the, maybe it'll be the thumbnail of this video. But the artwork of some of these areas is outstanding. Very yes. cool. Whoever did this artwork, big <laughs> thumbs up. Like they Yeah, fine work, fine work award. Yeah, it's nice to see this kind of quality. Um, and so in that land, you, you have the you have mountains, you'll have the, you know, the tower for them, for Rapunzel, you have the waterfalls. Now, the attraction is interesting. It says it's gondolas and hmm. it's themed after Rapunzel's best day ever. And in the end, they arrive at the port where they put the little like, you know, brown paper bag with the candle in it and it floats up uh, into the sky. Yes. So I picture that actually being really cool. If it is gondolas, so when I think of gondolas, I'm thinking of Peter Pan's uh, ride system, how you're suspended and you look okay. down upon the show scenes instead of being like on ground level looking side to side or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I prefer the Peter Pan system. I it's, a neat, it's a neat system. I think maybe operationally it's expensive or difficult to deal with. Maybe that's why they haven't done it. You know, in any other areas? I don't necessarily see why it would be that. You know, it's strain on it's strain on some things mechanically, but I just I, I guess I don't I don't really see that. You know, all the other things have all the little wheels, so the wheels wear out. You know, you're straining on some, but I don't know any of that stuff. So I could I guess I I don't have a, I don't have the background to be able to say why that would be. I just can't imagine why why is that more expensive than one of these other ones? You know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's in terms of if they have to evacuate the ride. I don't know actually okay. how they evacuate Peter Pan. Maybe somebody could chime in on that. Maybe um, approvals or something and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe some. But yeah, it looks really cool. There's going to be a restaurant and it's going to be themed to the kind of luck, lucky duckling or something like that. That was the um, a thing in the movie. I've only seen Rapunzel once, so I'm trying to remember how it went. Uh, there were some bandits, so it's going to be themed to the bandit kind of hide out the lucky darling or lucky duckling. Um, so that sounds cool. Uh, Rapunzel, the artwork looks amazing. Then finally, Neverland. This this looks so cool. So you've got the mountains from Neverland. You've got like this giant rainbow. I hope that actually does make it in there somehow because it looks super cool mm -hmm. behind the three uh, volcanoes. You've got a little lagoon. So you've got Skull Rock, something similar to... The mermaids to floating around probably... Oh, yeah. Something maybe even, you know, similar to what they had at, you know, Disneyland back in the 50s, 60s and 70s. Skull um, Rock at Paris is awesome. Um, it's not uh, 
And I, I can't remember if that is actually Skull Rock, Skull Rock, or if that's more associated with their uh, with the Pirates, um, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It's been a while since I was in Paris, but um, but it's, it's super cool. One of my favorite one of my favorite things I've ever seen, actually, and favorite structures. Yeah, it, I'm just my gosh, looking at this. So yeah, you got the three peaks, you got the rainbow, you've got little steam coming out of these volcanoes, very similar to the film, and then the lagoon down below. So ride wise, this is where it gets interesting. This attraction is going to be similar to, at least this is what kind of rumors are based on what they've said, very similar to Pandora. So in Pandora, Flight of the Passage, you sit down, so it's kind of like a Soren ride. You sit down, and then you are put in a flying position. Your vehicle like flips you forward, so you're, you're leaning mm-hmm. forward. Um, and it's going to be a flying attraction through Neverland trying to save one of the Lost Boys from the Pirates. So that sounds really cool. There's going to be a second attraction there. Very little detail on it, but it's something themed towards Pixie Hollow. There was those direct-to-DVD releases about um, Tinkerbell's Buds, and it's going to be about them, I guess. Okay. So I guess that's interesting for people. And what did you call that? Flight of the Passage? Yeah, Flight of Passage is the attraction at Animal Kingdom. It's like the big ride for Pandora. Oh, interesting. Okay. I thought, for a second, I thought you said Flight of the Navigator. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. And then there's <laughs> going to be a restaurant, and it's going to be themed to the Lost Boys hideaway. So that sounds amazing. Okay. And this, this uh, Lost Boys, like so the, cool. the vampire movie that took place in Santa Cruz, or we're, we're still talking about Peter Pan? Oh, we're still talking about the Peter Pan. We're still okay. talking about Peter Pan. <laughs> so the layout at, in uh, Tokyo Disney, it's, um, you have these seven areas. Uh, they call them Ports of Call or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the park entrance is kind of the Mediterranean Harbor. Is that right? Yes. Um, and then you have uh, American Water, uh, Lost River Delta, um, Port That's... Discovery, Mermaid Lagoon, Arabian Coast, and Mysterious Island, which is also awesome. Um, where do these other ones fit in here? Are they, are they going to be plugged in kind of in the middle? Is this going to be expanded outward? Uh, how, how can you explain that? So from what I've seen, and there's going to be uh, like a river that flows in between like Agrabah? Is that what that area okay. is called? Yeah, well, for- it's the Arabian coast, but yeah, you're Arabian right. Arabian that- coast. Okay. So Arabian coast will be on one side, and then there's going to be another port there. And so supposedly this spring kind of flows because it's magical into mm-hmm. fantasy kind of, it'll be really the fantasy land of Tokyo Disney Seas because Tokyo Disney Seas needs to appeal a little bit more to families is what I'm kind of gathering from some of the recent things they've done, like incorporating Nemo into one of their attractions is the park, you know, definitely does give off a vibe of like an older uh, demographic, but having this, this is great because this appeals to everybody. You know, yes, mm-hmm. they're appealing a little bit more to children, but all these things are, are absolutely beautiful and really, really cool. Um, so it's not like they're just like really targeting down on like little kids, but this is, you know, how you should do it. Very broad appeal. Um, so yeah, you've got the mountains over there looking really cool. You've got Rapunzel. So the mountains from Neverland stretch over to the Rapunzel area. And then that gives way to like a giant snow peak where the frozen area is. And then of course they have like the Arendelle castle, not the frozen castle. That's a, that's a big point. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Arendelle's castle. And then there's okay. going to be kind of like a Matterhorn like peak. That is where, you know, Elsa's little frozen hideaway is going to be. And uh, there's going to be a little Arendelle town. And this place looks, <laughs> I couldn't imagine seeing some of this stuff from this hotel. Like absolutely amazing. Looking at how that, looking out those windows. Whew. Okay. Okay. And none of this interferes with, uh, 
Quartopia and any of the nothing's being closed. This is all just in addition. Is that right? No, this is all in addition. This is Amazing. this is taking over a parking lot. Uh, like I said, this is like a two point two billion dollar uh, project. This one, like I said, uh, twenty twenty two, and the whole thing encompasses twenty five acres. That is far and exceeds the acreage that Star Wars Land is. Hmm. Hmm. How do you like that? That's that's huge. So when we look at it, we see the stuff with uh, you know Galaxy's Edge, and it looks pretty big. This is way bigger than that. Yeah, it it's really really cool. But now we're going off to Disneyland Paris. Let me ask Paris. you one other question. Ooh, you yeah. had mentioned an early on about this hotel that's going to be in there. Mm -hmm. um, is that going to be like by the Fantasy Springs port? Where is that going to go? And I heard there's only going to be one gift shop of all the stuff going down. They're only adding in one shop, which is awesome. But um, where the hotel's going to go? Yeah, where is that going to be? I'm trying. I'm looking. I'm, I'm actually looking at. Where's that going? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, from the looks of it, it's probably gonna be, I don't know. It, from the concept art, I have no idea because they've taken a lot of like artistic liberties in terms of like the backgrounds and stuff like that. Um, okay. So there's not really any landmarks to really say like, this is where it is. I guess we could look at some aerial maps and try to figure it out, but um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I would assume okay. that they would have it close to the Disneyland and the the. Um, the other hotel just, you know, for monorail stations and stuff. Okay. But, you know, I, I get what you're saying too, especially you know, maybe this park, uh, young, younger kids have a hard time at first when they roll in here because it's so expansive and there's areas. I, I was looking at some pictures. It's probably about a week ago of like the New York Harbor area. Mm -hmm. And the, I think what are the, uh, old Cape Cod section and the New York Harbor area. There is a spot where if you look out, you, you're, it's almost like you're out in the water and you look into the port where you can see like the high tower hotel and some of this other stuff. It looked like, if I remember that, you can't tell that this is a theme park. There's no way to tell that you're not in. Now, I'm not going to say you can't tell that you're not in New York because this is old New York. It's different 20th century, but um, early 20th century. It is, it doesn't look like, it looks real. Everything in this looks real. Like yeah. nothing, nothing looks fabricated and nothing looks like in ground like all these boats are kind of just bobbing up and down floating around and it is it's amazing i i can't wait to go to this park someday yeah someday we're, we're going to that major park. bucket list major bucket list item so now we're going somewhere you have been and that's disneyland okay. paris talk about paris for a minute okay so as far as i know there is no announcements for new attractions in the disneyland paris park the only thing going on currently is the renovation to Phantom Manor. And, you know, this this is very far from me. So it's, you know, I'm doing the best I can to do as much research. So Phantom Manor is getting completely overhauled. It's going to get real crazy. Um, but where the money's being diverted is into their studio park. We spoke a little about that earlier. Um, we goofed about it, yeah. There's a lot of great stories about a particular board member back in the day when they opened the park and she confronting, you know, or not Lester, but uh, Eisner about it. It's like, is there enough stuff for people to do here? He took her ear off. Um, and uh, it, it's been a troubled park since then, but they're putting in a huge amount of money and time and they're going to radically transform this park. It's just insane. But you've you've been there. Why don't you give it a little bit of a background? Especially uh, that Armageddon. It's tough. I um. So I was in Paris. We went to the we we had to, had to pack everything in one day um, with the park. So That's we went rough. to the we went to the Magic Kingdom first, and then uh, we popped over here. Um, Magic Kingdom was nice. Uh, that's a different podcast. I, I'd like to do a podcast on that, um, and maybe that could even be one of the, the YouTube videos, these short videos, um, where we, I could take some time to like 
show some video, show some photos so I could, you know, kind of point to things. Um, very unique park over there and um, definitely needs to be, it definitely needs to be viewed as its own, separate. Like the same way that Tokyo or any of these other ones would be, where you're, you have to go in more with the mindset of like you're not comparing it to a different one. Like, ah, oh, well, it's not like Disneyland because it doesn't, because it's so different, you know? Like, like the owner, like the, the management is different, the cast members are different, the guests are different, everything is different. So I liked the Magic Kingdom was great, come across the street. And I, I, I joked earlier that, you know, maybe this is like an hour and a half, you're there two hours. Like there were so many things that were either closed or seemed terribly out of date. Like I, the Armageddon thing was there, like this thing with Armageddon, like the movie came out a long time ago. What in the world is this doing here? Like I thought it was a joke. That somebody was messing around with me or like I was having a dream. So yeah, this Armageddon, because you know how you guys have those, these Disneyland dreams? Scar, you, you have a oh, Disneyland yeah. dream, and but it's never like Disney. It's never like Disneyland. Like, it's got some elements that kind of remind you of the park, or you know, visually maybe right down your main tunnel vision. Let's say you're looking at Main Street. You're you're on Main Street. You're looking up at the Hub uh, Castle and everything, and that looks pretty, pretty. That's pretty dialed in. But off to the sides, it gets very zany and very weird, and, mm-hmm. and maybe like your grandma's house is in there and all this stuff. And so Disney dreams are always bizarro, but. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I felt was going on. I came in, the world's going on. So they had that um, their uh, their version of like the backlot tour, kind of like the, how Universal does this, and Universal does a great job with it. But um, they you, they take you on this little thing, and it, it kind of goes around. And you see, um, they have that little segment where they show props from movies. I would tell you, without any kind of exaggeration, that seventy percent of the things that the uh, the announcer, the onboard. Uh, pre-recorded ride spiel is saying that we're supposed to be looking at these prompts are not there. They're not even there. <laughs> not even there. There isn't even a sign, but the prop's not there because they're painting it or something. There's no indication that the thing that the, um, the narrator and the person that's taking us through this journey is talking about, there's no indication that that is there, was ever there, will be there. It, it's outrageous. It looks like I'm taking a tour through uh, you know, somebody's backyard. <laughs> There's nothing going on. I saw a pump over here. Is that for a pool? Uh, we don't have a pool. Okay, well, I don't, fine. You know, I don't know what that's for. Was it? Is there Jaws? Is Jaws that? No, we don't have the Jaws. So, like, it was just, yeah, I, I think the, the only thing that they had that I can even remember right now from that ride was uh, one, of the, uh, one of the model vehicles from 101 Dalmatians, the, the live version. Of it. They had Ooh. the Hercule de Ville or whatever, you know, they had that. That's it. That's all I remember. It was in the line and there was around it. And I remember, oh, that's cool. But, it, there, there wasn't really anything else to do. Ratatouille wasn't open. So to be fair, and I'm sure that ride's great. Couldn't go on. It wasn't open yet. It was just about to open. I swear, I think it opened like two weeks after we left. Um, and the longest line we waited in was for the RC car that goes down. But to be, yeah, to be completely honest, that's all I really remember. I don't remember anything else. There wasn't a lot to remember, to be honest with you. Um, no. But this thing's going to be absolutely insane. So they're going to start rolling this out in 2021 so we had a little bit to go this is a 2.5 billion dollar expansion so this is the most amount of money so far of any of these things we're talking about so what they're going to do is they're going to create a completely different footprint to this park they're going to remove a lot of that backlot stuff so armageddon's out of there uh the rock and roll roller coaster is going to be renovated to iron man so that's going to be completely rethemed that's going to be a marvel area that's probably going to be the area that opens up first and then what they're going to do is they're going to add this gigantic lake in the back of it. And so surrounding this lake, you're going to find 
a smaller version of Galaxy's Edge, so that's Star Wars land, you're gonna see the Millennium Falcon portion of it. So think of Galaxy's Edge, you cut it in half. So on one end you have the city or the town or the outpost. And then on okay. the other half, it's more foresty and there's bigger mountains and that's where the battle escape attraction goes. And so that'd be where the resistance is hidden out. And that's where you would get onto that. So it's not gonna have that. It's just gonna have the Millennium Falcon portion of it. So the Millennium Falcon ride. Um, which is still very impressive and you know you can see the big cliffs and stuff maybe eventually they'll expand it and add battle escape um, and then to its right hand side that's where you get frozen so from the concept art it looks like you're going to get elsa's frozen castle here so that's okay that's that's where you're going to get there and you're also going to get the mountains and there is a little well then this place town. is going to look it's not even going to resemble it what, what it is currently at all it's going to oh look absolutely not it sounds like so okay. this gigantic lake in the center, if you, you know, walk down this long pathway to get to the lake and then you see out and you can see to the left, you see Star Wars, you see to the right, you see Arendelle and the big snow mountains and stuff. Uh, the Fitz, Fitzgerald, um, mm -hmm. good guy, big important Fitz. guy. He, uh, he mentioned so that their mountain is going to be the weenie of the park. So like you'll see that out in the distance and you will be, you know, attracted to head out there. Uh, what really wasn't announced and it wasn't announced, but in the concept art is there is some expansion to their Toy Story area. You'll see the um, the green um, aliens. So that's going to be something added. And there's a few other little attractions. There's so much in this concept art that I hope does get built. They spoke a lot about gardens. Like everything was a garden, 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 garden. So that's how, that's garden how the, you know, the park across the street from there is too, or across the little way is there's just, and they do a great job with it. There's just like flowers and the stuff is just everywhere, everywhere gardens. Yeah. So that looks like they're going to incorporate that a renovated entrance into the park. This is insane. This this is a huge amount of like stuff to be built. This is a complete renovation of the park. Like the park's not going to be the yeah. same at all. And there's going to be a nighttime entertainment. So maybe something similar to Illuminations or World of Color will go into that central lake that they're creating in the back of the park, which then these lands will surround. And you can clearly see where more expansion will go. Like there's huge expansion plots all the way around there for, you know, decades to come. So Dude, um, that's if, pretty cool. If, I'm trying to think. Do they have now? So Siemens used to um, Siemens used to uh, they sponsored or they they funded or or what have you uh, Illuminations. I think they also did Spaceship Earth and in, uh, in Disney World. Are they is Siemens over there? And because uh, I think they really kind of disbanded completely from their involvement with Disney. Are they going to be representing any of the stuff that they're doing this nighttime show? Are they going to be sponsoring any of that stuff? Uh, not that I know of. Well, I mean they've only notated it as entertainment in the lake <laughs> so <laughs> that's you know sometimes they're so vague with it which is fine you know it's fun to think about what it could be so but yeah that's uh that's pretty uh pretty vague that is pretty vague and we'll go to the we're going now to hong kong we're off to hong kong okay. this park you know is the no it's not the newest now shanghai is the newest i was wrong um so hong kong here good good park little park um, not not like a gigantic park like a Disney World or a Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, more themed to Disneyland's in scale and size, especially its castle, which they're taking out. They're taking out their castle because they're taking it was the castle. Too small. What, what are the, what, what's their problem with it? It's too small. It was too small. People complain because it 
didn't look as good as Shanghai's. And so they want to oh, compete with Shanghai. Okay. okay. So they got a little competition there with their castle sure. sizes. Which um, is fine. Yeah. They're kind of going the same route that Shanghai did and incorporating multiple different princess design styles into one castle. Okay. So their most recent concept art actually looks fairly good. Some of the first concepts that came out looked a little wild, looked a little crazy, wasn't sure what was going on. Uh, but they kind of consolidated it and made the color scheme a little bit more uh, consistent throughout. So it wasn't like some jarring different color schemes like this, you know, spire was one color and this portion of the castle was another, you know, they've made it consistent. So it looks actually a lot nicer. They're going to have a whole like a uh, water show in front of the castle when it's complete. This will be complete in 2020 it was 2019, but it's been pushed to 2020. So, so be, by pushing it back, is that going, going to allow them to have the wasp and ant-man attraction that i think is that replacing buzz lightyear i can't remember but if is that going to allow them to actually do that i think you had said that, that maybe not maybe that's off the off the board no so what it looks like is the let's see i do believe the wasp is opening next year but i'm not 100 percent sure because these are these once again are plans that have changed multiple times since they were announced in 2060 very similar to how tokyo did it um, like they were throwing plans out left and right. They don't really do that in the United States very much. When they announce something, they generally do it, um, mm -hmm. except for the theater behind um, Main Street and Disney World. Oh, but, you know. So Newcastle 2020, um, so the Wasp. Yes, they're replacing that. Originally was Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters with your blaster, yeah. um, mm -hmm. going to be replaced by the Wasp and Ant-Man. So originally okay. the, there was also going to be a shield attraction, which potentially has been shelved. Uh, this expansion is 1.4 billion. Rollout was starting in 2018, ending in 2023. So I don't 100% know what the deal is with the Marvel area because they've already opened Iron Man. They've been opening okay. the Wasp. These are both attractions like in Tomorrowland, but kind of like separate. So I think they also opened uh, Moana's Village Festival. They, that was this year, though. That was that. That's happened this year, I think. Yes, yeah, and that, that's just some kind of little. Like, that's a small little deal, but it's you know people are coming. Like they, you know, they're they they've been down uh, financially. Uh, I mean, attendance wise, and and they they've been. I think they've the been last three years, they've been bleeding for about three years on that part. Yeah, so this is another big push to try to especially compete because I do believe Shanghai is actually doing fairly well. But uh, Frozen Land is supposed to take longer, right? Isn't like because they this is definitely done in phases. I feel like. Yeah, so like I said, like yeah, 2018 to 2023, um, the Marvel okay. area is kind of up in question in terms of the Shield attraction, which is something that we'll probably be getting at uh, Anaheim. So Mar or the Frozen Land 2020, and this is an interesting land because there's still very few details. So you're getting Arendelle's castle, you're getting okay. the Arendelle like village and the giant mountain. So consistent theme throughout all of this everyone's getting frozen when frozen first came out if you remember <laughs> disney didn't realize it was going to be the success that it was and it took them off guard and then they kind of rushed out and were like oh we got to add frozen to everything every 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 park gets frozen you're kind of yeah. now seeing that catch up to itself and we're seeing these being added to parks but my fear is that maybe frozen's been kind of burnt out the generation that grew up with frozen is starting to move on that's so, a good point. I didn't really think of that. You know, yeah, they filmed yep. them all time, and the merchandise was uh, out of control. But yeah, you're right. I mean, some of these. Uh, when when did when did the present come out? When does that release? Fifteen. Uh, Somewhere 14, around 13. that. Yeah, fifteen, fourteen. Somewhere around 14, there. 13. Yeah. 
but yeah, it, it, that's that's a concern that I have is that that the generation has, has grown up, and I don't think Frozen in terms shows how much of, we know. Frozen comes out in uh, 2013. That was a long time ago. Wow, really? Okay, it's five years ago this movie comes out. Wow. So you know, a lot of the people doing a lot of the singing are quite a bit older now. So, sure. yeah. yeah, I don't know. Frozen's good. Uh, the, the lands yeah. that they're building look absolutely beautiful. Imagineers did a phenomenal job on that. So what's interesting mm-hmm. about this is they're actually going to be doing a different attraction here. It's going to be very similar to Seven Doors Mine Train at Disney World and in uh, Shanghai, but it's going to be okay. themed towards Frozen. And it's going to be that wandering Olaf for guy, you know, the Who's he? family. He's the, he's the snowman, right? No, I always goof his name up. Uh, wandering like Oakloff or something? What's his name? It was okay. he, he had the he had the, the shop movie. and they went in there and he goes, Oh right, family. Right, right, right. There you go. Okay, okay, okay. Um okay. so he's this is gonna be kind of themed to him over there and it's gonna be these sleighs. Um, it's a roller coaster, isn't it? It's supposed to be it's gonna be a roller coaster, coaster, yeah. Originally okay. it was just gonna be like a spinner ride over here. Um oh, but, well, I'm but glad they changed like the, their mind. Oh yeah, hundred percent. This looks great, um, and it's but it different. Probably had it. Probably went back to the same thing. With uh, do you think it had something to do with the competition with Shanghai? They're like, well, Shanghai, you know, like so they, they didn't want to get the spinner right. That's something for a carnival. Yeah, so maybe. And uh, this this concept art looks absolutely beautiful. Like whoever did these things, like gosh, man. Um, yeah, they're outstanding. The the one of Hong Kong is whew, hello, awesome. Yeah, I don't know where these people were with some other stuff recently, but. Um, so we've got the mountain over there. Got Arendelle. Got the roller coaster. Will there be another attraction in here other than the roller coaster? I kind of think there will be, and maybe that's the reason why we're not hearing anything anymore about the shield attraction. And they might throw in another ride, maybe something that they're doing at Tokyo. There is also some like agreements with like Hong Kong and Tokyo about exclusivity. Like, hey, we want an exclusive ride that's nowhere else in the world, and we'll get it for like five years. So sometimes that that all kind of plays into it, and it's why maybe some of the different parks are getting different versions of Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm going off of in the past, like Mystic Manor had a five-year exclusivity attached to it, similar to like uh, Grizzly Gulch uh, roller coaster. So, so is that is Elsa's ice castle? Is that going to be walk through? Is that something like this, or is it inaccessible, or is it just kind of for show? I don't know. For Hong Kong, the details are vague. Um, okay, you know, it's it's a similar thing. Like Disney doesn't outright own the park. You know, they have the the Hong Kong government to deal with and stuff. So the details are always vague and changing when it comes to this stuff. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. It doesn't seem like they release too much stuff on this but maybe that's because they've said so much that hasn't come to fruition that they're just like oh we won't say anything because who knows what can happen yeah but it's exciting like that's a lot of really cool things and that's a lot of money being spent now that disney owns disney on paris outright they can Mm -hmm. go in there and they can change a lot of things you've seen massive changes in the last like bit since they took over and especially with these expansion plans there's a lot less bureaucracy that they go through to expand the parks now and so I think Disney what do you think Paris that is? What is, what is the what is the thing that's given them a little bit more like launch on some of this stuff? Well, they own it outright. They bought they oh right right, right. they bought it out. So originally there was a lot of like comp, you know they they had stuff with the government. They had its own like shares. Like I don't know all that business stuff, but I do know sure. they own it outright now. Good stuff. But man, that's crazy. That's yeah, what, what's that's your favorite so thing? You like what's your do, favorite uh, thing out of all this? On this list, um, I ah, man, it's tough to say. I think. Um, I think I'd, I'd probably have to go with Tokyo Disney Seas just because, um, and I haven't been there, but 
Um, I like, and I also really like the fact that they're beefing up the Paris Park because um, I, I think that Hong Kong was uh, just a few million more visitors than uh, what you know went to Disneyland in Hong Kong than this, um, maybe one more million than uh, the Paris thing, which doesn't get anybody. So we knew that they were in trouble. The fact that they're the fact that they're setting up um, the studios over there at Paris, I think, is great. So that's as a whole. But in terms of like an individual attraction. Um, I would have to say, I hope that they have a roaming character of that guy from the asylum, the Beauty mm -hmm. and the Beast land yep. over Tokyo Disney. Um, but for Disney Seas, I think again, I, I, I don't think I can click, I don't think I can just pick like some, uh, one of these individual, um, attractions. I think the hotel over there is going to be awesome at Seas. And I just want to see how are they going to put Tangled Land, Frozen Land, Neverland? How are they going to put these, uh, and have this Fantasy Springs port? They're going to have all of this around that, that body of water. You mentioned the river, the little stream they're going to put in there. Um, I just, I can't wait to see the finished product and the construction photos, of course, but it, to see a time lapse of that, it would just be outstanding. So I'm, I'm just excited that they're, they're doing things and it's not 100% influenced by IP. A lot of it is stuff that has come from their animation studios, um, some stuff from Pixar, uh, but I think that's cool. You know, I'd love to see more original ideas always. I'd always love to see something that's brand new, completely new, not even from a movie, TV show, whatever. Um, but that's what uh, we get those every once in a while. But, you know, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, the whole thing is really exciting. I, I can't believe it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm most excited, for, of course, for Tokyo also, um, followed up by Paris just because that park needs yeah. something so badly. But I'd say my overall favorite thing is probably Neverland because it's just kind of out of the blue. You weren't expecting it. You always thought, oh, they'll probably just do a Frozen or a Tangled. There were a lot of they did, and it's great. Neverland Ranch, too. So it's just, yeah, it's one of those things. This is not really what's ever going on, you know. Yeah, but the uh, Neverland looks really cool with the pirate ships and the attractions. And, you know, when you look at this, you think, oh, you know, there's probably not a lot of rides, but there's going to be four attractions and there are four rides. That's mm -hmm. absolutely insane the amount of things that you'll be able to do. That expands the footprint of that park dramatically. So hopefully that does help with their kind of things that they need to do. They need to help with crowds and they need to attract younger people so i think that'll do everything they want with this whole fantasy area and i think it blends in with the rest of the park perfect is you know you have some more of these kind of uh you know new york areas and things like that but you also it needed that balance of that fantasy so i think they've gosh they do things right over there they really do when, what do you think um is there anything interesting going on uh, we the only one we didn't mention was uh, we didn't talk about california parks we'll do that later or uh, florida parks but you didn't mention anything about Shanghai. Are they doing anything funny over there? You know, they Not do yoga in the park of. sometimes, stuff like that. Not that I know of. I know that the park is doing well, um, but I, I have not been looking at it too much. What I do know is that they did open to uh, Toy Story. So they have a Toy Story mm -hmm. land. It seems okay. interesting. So they got that hanging out over there doing its thing. Um, okay. But other than that, I don't know. I would, I would suspect we'll probably hear something fairly soon within the next year of another expansion because I do believe it is very crowded there. And, you know, they've got some good attractions. they got Tron. they got the Pirates of the Caribbean over there. But Oh, um, that's right. I forgot that they have the – that Pirates of the Caribbean is, out, is outrageous. And uh, did you say that the Tron Light Cycles is coming to one of the – or I always say California. One of the U.S. parks or no? Yes, it's coming to Disney World. It's under construction okay. right now. Okay, great. But So Disney World, that, that park – um, they've got, well, we'll talk about that later, but, um, that's, that's good to know because I always, uh, the, the footage I've seen of that, I really try not to watch too much of the footage cause I want to go on and be surprised, but it looks awesome. 
Yeah, it looks really cool. But there we go. That is a lot of news to cover for the Disney company as a whole. And, of course, the Disney Park branch for all the new stuff, especially coming to our overseas friends parks. And, uh, man, I'm super jealous of the stuff they're getting. They're yeah, really you know, cool. we'll get ours. We'll get ours at some point. Maybe we, yeah, um, but we'll take a trip out. But that's the that's the whole thing. Is uh, the argument that I was that I was I was reading and hearing from some of these people is that like instead of just sitting here and complaining, like or you know, wishful thinking, ah, oh, man, I, I wish California had that. I wish Orlando had this or had this. Um, go to Tokyo. I know it's not that easy. Again, we're with our own. How are we going to get out there? But um, but that that's the solution too. Is like. They're getting that cool stuff. Go check it out if you can. If you can, you know, sometimes you got to make some sacrifices. If you can, go check it out. I can't wait. We're going to get there one way or the other. I just don't know when. Yep, someday. But there we go. Sure. That is another Backlot Boys podcast. I love doing these. I can't be more excited to be back doing these once again. We got a lot of super awesome ideas, and we definitely do want to get to the user suggested questions and or topics. So if you have topics and or questions you'd like to ask us, please put them in the comments on YouTube or reach us on Twitter. And uh, feedback is always very important. And there please, we go. Please throw them out there. And, and one one question. Brad, you guys can answer this in the comments. If good times with Scar, if Scar was a type of a cheese, what cheese would he be? And and maybe why? Maybe just a, a couple of words on why. Well, you don't even have to say why, just what kind of cheese. You'll put that in the comments and maybe some kind of funny hashtag about cheese. But what kind of cheese is good times with Scar? What kind of cheese is he? Okay. Well, I'd actually like to know what kind of cheese I am. I do know yeah. that my cat loves mozzarella cheese. Just a fun fact. But anyway, guys, this has been the Backlot Jelly Boys. looks like a ball of mozzarella cheese. A little, <laughs> little mole, a little green. A little older than the fridge for a while. All right. <laughs> she does. Anyway, guys, this has been the Backlot Boys, and we'll see you next time.